0: Welcome to Exaltation. This is Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true. Our scripture today is Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan! For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, And behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Have you ever been alone in the wilderness? Today's gospel is the story of Jesus entering into the wilderness to be alone with God and to suffer temptation. Even as Jesus was in the wilderness 40 days, so the church following his example practices a yearly cycle of 40 days of fasting and prayer. Although the word Lent does not appear in the scriptures, we know from church history that as early as the late 2nd century, Christians regularly practiced 40 days of fasting, prayer, and self-examination to prepare their souls for Easter. This is a time to reflect on our spiritual lives to downshift from the distractions of daily life and go with Jesus into the wilderness to be alone with God in darkness and solitude. What was it like for Jesus to enter the wilderness? The scripture says he was in the desert, no noise except perhaps the howling of a wild beast. He entered into solitude and silence to be in communion with his heavenly Father. So we, as his faithful church, enter into a spiritual wilderness, a place of silence and solitude in order to discover who we are and what we must put aside in order to draw close to our Lord Jesus Christ. Why did our Lord subject himself to the wilderness temptations? Because Jesus in his humanity must be refined Tried, tested, in order that he would be prepared for his earthly ministry. Jesus came to earth to die the most excruciating form of torture the ancient world could devise. We cannot begin to imagine the cruel agony Jesus suffered for us. Hour after hour of unthinkable pain, massive, pounding headaches, muscles, tendons, and ligaments screaming in pain stretched out and breaking. Both God the Father and Jesus the Son knew what was coming. Any normal human being would flinch at the thought of crucifixion. Jesus, as a man, must be tested and strengthened so that he will withstand the temptation to resist the will of God and not fulfill his mission. None of us are immune from temptations and testings. Even people who have an advanced spiritual life are subjected to greater inward temptations and trials. The enemy of our soul, the devil, has a whole array of insidious designs against us. Many dear Japanese Christians, some of whom are my friends, were severely tried because of the tremendous earthquake and tsunami disaster in their country in 2011. In the aftermath of that earthquake, the Fukushima nuclear power plant had a meltdown of Unit 1, Unit 2, and Unit 3 nuclear reactors, causing massive nuclear radiation contamination and the poisoning of food supplies. Millions of gallons of contaminated seawater was dumped into the Pacific Ocean, destroying fish and polluting the water for years to come. We are not free from being tested and tempted. Sometimes the trials and temptations are large and obvious. Sometimes the tests come in very subtle ways. If we are not paying attention and leaning on Jesus, we will fall. What can we learn from Jesus in the wilderness? Notice that every time the Lord was tempted, he did not argue with Satan, but turned immediately to God. He said three times, It is written, it is written, it is written. In Jesus' case, he had access to the Old Testament portion of the Scriptures. In our case, we have the added blessing of the whole word written in both Old and New Testaments. The holy scriptures were his reference point. The will of God was his eager delight. Whenever we are tempted, we have confidence that our compassionate Savior will help us in our times of need. He took our humanity into the indestructible bond of his divinity. Every time we are put to the test and tempted— He is beside us to help us because he was there before us and conquered. He won the victory and invites us to share in that victory. The three temptations of Jesus are the same three temptations which all of us face. The first one came as the result of hunger. Jesus fasted 40 days, so we know he was very hungry. The temptation to turn stones into bread happens whenever the demands of our hungers, the longings of our bodies and senses, call for attention. The longings which we have are not wrong. Every human being longs for love, companionship, meaning, satisfaction. None of these longings are wrong. The key is how we satisfy these longings. Our means of satisfying them can be moral or immoral, righteous or unrighteous, loving or selfish. God desires that we surrender our longings to Him to be satisfied according to His good plan and will for us. The second temptation came as an inducement to reduce God's power to something we can control for our own human purposes. Satan tried to pressure Jesus into presuming upon God's power and protection for selfish reasons apart from God's will. Throw yourself down from this high place and the angels will come and rescue you. You won't be hurt because God will protect you. This is scripture twisting and manipulation to get what we want rather than leaning upon God's will for us. This is what some television preachers do. They preach the gospel of health, wealth, and happiness. Believe on Jesus, claim promises of wealth taken out of context, send me a generous check in the mail, and God will bless you with material wealth. This is a particularly American consumer get-rich-off-the-contributions-of-TV-viewers heresy. It is offensive, beloved, it is displeasing to Almighty God, and it has nothing to do with genuine, historic, Christ-exalting Christianity. In the third temptation, Jesus was asked to put created things before the Creator and Lord of all. This is the very common temptation to put ourself in the place of God. If we do that, His place is usurped and we banish Him from our lives. To put any created thing in the place of God is tantamount to worshipping the devil. A wise man said, At the heart of all temptations is the act of pushing God aside, because we perceive him as secondary or superfluous to all the other urgent matters which fill our lives. Our hope is not in ourselves nor in our possessions or power. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus alone. During the season of Lent, we take time to journey with Jesus into the wilderness. We repent of our sins. We examine our hearts before him in fasting and prayer. In our weakness, we gaze upon him and are transformed into the beauty of who he is. What is the experience of the desert, the wilderness? What did Jesus go through and why do we seek to follow him? The desert or wilderness is a place where there are fewer distractions than in the city. You go away from the noise, switch it off. You turn off the TV, computer, cell phone, radio, music, movies, and a host of other distractions and sit in stillness before God. We try to do this in the experience of worship every Sunday. We have times of silence to sit in stillness and reflect on God. We set aside illusions about what is important to pursue, what is truly lasting and spiritually significant. Now, some may say, it's not practical to do what you suggest. There just isn't enough time. I have too many people depending upon me to take time out for prayer or fasting or silence. Really? Life's clock incessantly ticks away, and soon we will all be in our graves. Will we look back and regret that we have not invested ourselves in that which is eternal and truly significant. When we enter into self-examination with Jesus, there is no hiding place in the desert. Whatever is inside us comes to the surface. This is our opportunity to put our souls before a mirror and see ourselves as we really are. It is an invitation to allow our darkness and our wounds to show themselves so that we can deal with them and allow them to be healed by the grace of Jesus. Let's continue our lesson. Since the early centuries, the church has suggested three things that we undertake during this time of self-examination. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. It is quite a small thing to give something up in order to express to the Lord that we are really trying to put Him first in our lives. Fasting from food must go together with fasting from unloving actions and attitudes towards others. Look at our Old Testament reading in Isaiah chapter 58. The people of God in the Old Testament were going through the motions of fasting, but their hearts were far away from God. Verse 5 of Isaiah 58 says, Is it such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a broken reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Verse 6, Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness? to undo heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Verse 7. Is it not to give bread to the hungry, and bring the poor that are cast out to my house? The whole idea is to go within to examine our sinful ways, turn from them, and practice observable love towards God and our neighbor. Just going through the motions of fasting accomplishes nothing. Will we forgive those who have hurt us and not harbor resentment any longer? Will we let go of our grudges? Will we give up our need to dominate and control others? Will we give our money to feed the poor and hungry? The fasting from food or other pleasures simply opens the door to a true inner fasting of our hearts from sin. What we do with our bodies is internalized spiritually, and we experience abstinence from sin, which pleases God. Once we abstain from sin, we are more free to give our time and money to help the needy. We also need to remember that it is in the wilderness that our defenses are low. It is in the wilderness of loneliness and desolation that the devil comes to tempt us. Simone Weil said, All sins are attempts to fill voids. That is what the devil does. He tempts us to fill the voids in our hearts with food material possessions, lusts, desires, power over others, anything to fill the aching emptiness within. But what is God's promise? God's promise is that if we stay with Jesus through the temptation and follow him to the cross, we will come out on the other side of the cross to the empty tomb, the resurrection and the gift of the Holy Spirit, who will fill our longings with himself. Someone said, face the wilderness, the desert, we must if we would reach the garden, the cross, and the empty tomb. To get to the garden, to get to Gethsemane, Calvary, and to Easter, we travel through the wilderness, a place Jesus has gone before us. The temptations we face will always attempt to fill the void. Gambling, shopping, alcohol, sex, wealth, work, overeating, pleasure, all these temptations can destroy our spiritual lives and drive us far from God. Why? Because when we use alcohol or sex or possessions or pleasure to fill our inner needs, we only feel good for a few hours and then we're right back to the emptiness again. The only way a human being can be satisfied is if he is filled with the Holy Spirit, if he has Jesus Christ living on the inside. Then there is the temptation to concentrate on our own problems and miss the hurt and pain that fills our world every day. What about poverty, disease, worldwide sex slavery and trafficking? child pornography, the homeless, and so many other atrocities we see all around us. The devil's trap is to get us so caught up in ourselves that we don't reach out to a hurting, dying world with the message of the gospel. Titus 3.14 says, And let our people also learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs, that they may not be unfruitful. The needs around us are immense. We must learn to engage in good deeds to meet these pressing needs as best as we can. Our Lord Jesus said, Man does not live by bread alone. Our lives are not based on physical bread, but on the living word of Jesus, which gives us true life within. So what are we to do? We are to become intentional about our walk with God. We take the time to scrutinize our souls, to sit quietly before God and listen. We pray prayers of repentance. We ask Him to weed out those false gods to whom we give so much time and allegiance so we can worship the true and living God. William Law was a godly preacher of the 18th century. He wrote a marvelous spiritual classic entitled A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life. In that book he says, We do not have that perfection which our present state of grace makes us capable of because we do not so much as intend to have it. Why are we not so devoted as the primitive Christians? Neither through ignorance nor through inability, but simply because we have never intended it. The season of Lent can be a time of richly rewarding accelerated spiritual growth. It is the opportunity to plumb the depths of our souls to find the pearl of great price. Through self-examination, repentance, and prayer, we journey with Jesus out of the wilderness and ever onward towards Jerusalem, the cross and the empty tomb. Jesus did not promise this journey would be easy. It's actually downright difficult. But Jesus did promise that the Holy Spirit would be there to guide and strengthen us on the journey. Now is the time to ask the Holy Spirit to help us do the hard work it will take to bring us into deeper union with our Lord. We can decide to do nothing this Lent season not to work on our spiritual lives. That temptation is always before us, and the devil delights if we take that path. But Jesus, our Master, has already gone before us. Hebrews 2, 17 and 18 says, Therefore he had to be made like his brethren in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make expiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered and been tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. Let us follow Jesus these weeks ahead. Let us open ourselves to God and to the Holy Spirit to do his good work in us. For if we allow him to have his way in our hearts, we will experience the joyful abundance of Easter morning. Amen. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory both now and forevermore. Amen. listening to the program Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson with God Debt Ministries. us on the web at gaudetministries.org That's G-A-U-D-E-T-E ministries.org This gospel outreach is entirely listener supported. Please help us proclaim the gospel on the radio to a needy world. You may donate online at our website. Your gift large or small is gratefully appreciated. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not faint.